for tuning into Upward Way podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is a dispatch coordinator, lead hand at HD Supply, an international gospel singer and songwriter, and a theology student pursuing studies in Christian counseling and chaplaincy. Denise Myers Ozama, welcome to the Upward Way. Thank you. Nice to be with you today. God bless you. It is my joy and delight having you joining us today just the same. And I hope that as you share your story, it will be an inspiration to those who listen. Could you just share with us now your faith journey? How it is that you came to be a Christian? Well, I grew up in uh, Jamaica originally. That's where I was born. And uh, I came and I saw my parents, my relatives, Everybody was in the Christian pathway, so I had no choice. I was already marked for life. And um, as I grew up and knew more about God by going to, to Sunday school, yes, it became real to me and alive, and I accepted the Lord Christ Jesus at the tender age of 12 years old. Sounds nice. Very young. Amen. So what were those first years like, the early years of your Christian walk? Well, I must tell you, it was not the best um, in terms of my Christian path and walk because you were influenced by your school peers and you want to tend to do what they do. But then you have to remind yourself as you go along, hey, I am different. I am naming the name of Christ so the things that they do and say, I can't do it. And sometimes I would catch myself and then I'll come back to memory when you go back to, to church that, hey, you are different, you are saved and you must live that life in front of your friends and your family. So it was an up and down battle until I became more stronger in Christ and was ready to, 
to be willing to be obedient to God's word and understand God's word that it is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So I must be that light for my unsafe friends and family. I like what you said earlier that you caught up with yourself because that is just the reality of how things are with us sometimes as we traverse along this Christian path. We can't escape it. Sometimes we find ourselves slipping to the left or the right. Now, in transitioning a bit, we know that people generally invest a lot of time developing their careers, pursuing their own ambitions, doing just about anything. And what is sad is that it is often done at the expense of their own spiritual dimension. Now, how do you actively pursue your own spiritual growth? Some of my answers are going to be very repetitious. And you have to forgive me because this is the only way I know. The word of God is our roadmap. That is what God has set for us to follow. It's just like I am living here in Canada and I want to go to New York in the United States. I need a roadmap or now we call it GPS. So you plug that GPS in and it takes you from one destination to the next. So the Bible became alive for me, a life that I live. I can't live without it. I have to study it. And once I study it, I have the answers to give to anyone that asks. This is my hope. This is my faith. Not denomination, but faith in God. The roadmap for life. I'm just going to go a little into your life as a student. Currently, you are a theology student doing studies in Christian counseling and chaplaincy. Of all the things that you could have gone to university to pursue, why theology? Wow. Theology is a study of religion. It explains the human experience of faith. Theologians have the complex job of thinking about and debating the nature of God. Studying theology means taking on a challenging question about the meaning of religion. So I want to have an answer. As I said before, I want to be challenging myself to not only have religion, but to have salvation and um, to teach others. And if I don't know, how can I teach? If I don't know what to tell someone that asks me of that hope within me, how can I, if I have not gone, walk the walk, talk the talk? So I just wanted to be that Bible student. Didn't know that the Lord would have taken me this part to where I'm now doing world religion, chaplaincy, theology, Old Testament and New Testament. That was not my intention, but the Lord worked it out. So remarkable. He worked things out in the most remarkable way. As someone who loves music, I will be asking some questions around that as well. What song or what songs would you have listened to that would have had the greatest impact on your life? There are so many songs that have brought you know, comfort to my heart. There's this one song, the singer, Shirley Caesar, he'll do it again. Just take a look at where you are now and where you could have been. Haven't he always come through for you? He's the same 
now as then. You may not know how, you may not know when, but you'll do it again. That's one of my favorite songs. I have so much songs that I could, you know, relate to and talk about. Even the very simple songs, that song that says, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible. And my husband will say, for my Bible tells me so. So I have personalized it that my Bible has told me so because when I pick it up and I read it and, and the person got this from out of the scripture, I say, wow, even songs we can write from the scriptures. Amen. And that surely sees a song. It was one of my all-time favorites growing up. Right. We'll do it again for you. And with that, it's unavoidable. It's impossible for us as human beings to escape challenges. And as Christians, sometimes it is even more intense. What would have been one of the greatest challenge or challenges that you had to overcome? And also, what would have been the strategy for overcoming? Oh, challenges. We have so much challenges in life. Maybe, you know, someone has told a lie on you. It's not true. And you want to tend to retaliate because, you know, it's like, okay, that person has lied on me, but I can't get the masses to understand that this is a lie. So people has run away with it and said, okay, Denise is this, Denise is that. You know, but one comfort, as I said, my answers will be repetitious. I come back again to the word and the word will comfort me. A song will comfort me. Even though they lied on me, they did the same to Christ. And my favorite quote is, this too will pass. It is a small, small thing. So if I don't focus on it, if I just relinquish all my rights and give it all to Jesus and say, God, take the wheel, take this from me, because you know in myself that I am not wrong. I, I didn't do anyone wrong, but I can't have the people believe me that, okay, this is what I'm not convincing them enough. So through my trials, through my tribulations, through my challenges that I go through, I give you my all and expect, Lord, for you to, to see me through and to vindicate for me. That's the answer there. Vindicate for me. Okay. Lord, vindicating for you. Have you ever experienced doubt along your faith journey? In whatever oh, wow. <laughs> many times. Many times I have doubted what you know, God can do. But that's the reason why he would say iron sharpened iron, because when you get back to the word and you get back to church or you talk to an evangelist or a regular person, it will just come back to your memory that, you know what, have faith in God. Trust God to see you through because he knows the beginning and he knows the end. And there is you in the middle. So once you are trusting him to see you through, you know that, okay, I have failed here, but he's telling me, get back up again. Strengthen your faith in me because in you, in me, you live, you move, and you have your being. So trust me with your life. 
So when I fail or fallen, which I've done so many times, I just have to come back to repentance ground and say, God, forgive me for not trusting you because you have the answers. It's all about trusting God. Later on, hopefully I'll get back to that, that statement you made about trusting God. Now I'm just going to jump a little into your, into your work as a musician. And I know you are an evangelist in your own way. Would you just share with us a little about your background in terms of what drew you into the music industry or to recording music? This is a long story, but I will try to make it as, as short as possible in a nutshell. Sorry, you have the entire interview, so. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Okay, so um, first of all, I grew up in a musical family, the Myers family. Um, my grandfather never met him, but my grandfather was a um, musician and he would go about, I hear, from club to club and play his guitar and sing. So at the tender age of six, I remember singing in churches. I would go to the Adventist church. I'll go to the Church of God church, the um, Prophecy Church, all over and I'll sing, even at school. When devotional times, we don't do that anymore. But in those days when I was growing up, we had devotional at schools and you will have someone sing or someone pray, read the Bible. And um, I discovered that I had a voice. So I would say this is my story and I'm sticking to it. I would say my mom used to probably sing while I was in the tummy and I came out a singing baby. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, my journey has taken me from Jamaica to Canada, to the United States of America, to the Cayman Islands. I've been all around and I've been using my talent for the Almighty God. And in the midst of that, I see that I love to encourage people, not only with singing, but with the word of God, because it's, it's so real, you know. So say to someone, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. So singing has brought me a long way and has opened many doors and opportunities for me to express myself. And then I, when I discover through an adversity, which I will tell you a short part of it, I got married in Jamaica to a young man and... Um, it never worked out. We never lived together. I was filing for him to come to Canada, but the treatment was so horrible and wrong. And I started to, when I got married, I started to pray to Almighty God for a way to make my marriage work, to make everything work. The enemy didn't realize that I had sold myself out to God. So when he attacked me through the marriage, I started writing. I didn't know it was in me, but as I read the word, I will see songs pop out in my head like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Philippians 4 verse 13. I remember the other day I wrote a song and when I looked around and see people just wandering aimlessly, it came to my mind aimlessly. I didn't know what to do with the word, but I wrote it down. And then I went back and I looked over the word again and the song came with a tune in my head. It says, 
People living their lives aimlessly, searching for answers, find only misery. There are open doors, but there are many adversaries. And I stopped right there. I didn't know what else to write. A couple of days after, the thought came to me, tell me what am I going to do? And my mom looked at me at the time. She said, you can't write that. I go, yes, I can. I am a Jamaican. And that's my, my dialect. So why can't I put that in the song? You know what I mean? So, you know, a long-winded answer to your question. But this is how I've been growing up and just feeding on the word of God and looking to God for answers. And he brings them to my thoughts and I wake up and write them down. That's it. Could you just repeat that line? line? That song? <laughs> Tell me what am I going to do? <laughs> for, the, for my listeners, that is really saying, tell me what are they going to do? Sounds pretty interesting. I have been listening to some of your songs. And of course, um, at the start of the interview, one was played and at the end, we'll play another. But in terms of the impact, but what would you say would have been the impact of your music slash ministry, both on your life and that of your audience? Um, in the Bible, we hear that the truth shall set us free, right? So if you know the truth, it will set you free. So I would like my listeners and myself to know that Christ is the only way. And through my songs, I want someone that they can speak of my life through my song, that they can be encouraged through that song. And the song is not only about myself, but it's about the Christ that I serve, the one that came and died for me over 2,000 years ago. And I'm living this moment only because of him. And I would like those that will pick up a song to listen to it. And as you have stated, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because he has given me the victory to overcome the enemy. I've got the power. I've got the victory because Christ has given it to me. Right. And another question along this line, what advice would you give to someone who might be contemplating? This person may have the talent of music and might be contemplating you know, getting started in recording. What is your advice to this person? Well, first of all, you have to have the zeal, the zest, and the determination. Because without that, you will uh, procrastinate. You won't do it. Yeah, just get that, um, that zeal to push. If you have written songs, or even if you have not written songs and you want to do some hymns, you know, to encourage someone. It is not for the masses sometimes, but it's just for that one person that would want to listen to a soothing song, a love song to Jesus. You know what I mean? So just commit your way to him. And if you're, you know, want to write songs, just ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, give you that um, knowledge to write that song that you can impact your generation for him. So first of all, just listen to that still small voice. You know, I know a lot of singers and writers are out there most of them are not saying God, they're not saying Jesus. But if you want to go down that pathway and get with somebody that is in the music industry, it could be a musician at church that might know a little, 
can tell you or do your own research. Everything is on Google now. How to sing, how to play the piano, how to play the guitar, everything is on Google. Just ask Google and Google will tell you. <laughs> all right. Everything is now online, so we can always go and check. I guess for some persons, the deterrent might be the financial cost production going. So any advice along that line? Well, um, some people like do GoFundMe page where they uh, set up, you know, a page and ask for people to donate into their ministry and their gifts and their talents. Or even your very own church people, you can ask them or you can do a walkathon sheet or something to raise funds. You can do a bake-out, cook-out, whatever it is. There's so much things that you can do, you know, or put away a $10 every week you get paid. You know, there's so much things that you can do to do that. And, and help is out there. You just have to find it. Because there are people out there that wants to sow into people's ministry. But you have to be careful of how you sign contracts and all that stuff. So, you know, do your research well, research the company well, and um, ask for help. Help is out there. Quite a mouthful of advice for anyone who might be contemplating getting into the musical production. As I did promise earlier, I'm getting back to this question about trust. You spoke about, you know, having your faith anchored in terms of learning to trust God. There are many persons who find it difficult to trust God, you know. Based on your own experience, why would you say there are individuals who find it difficult to trust God's plans for their lives? A lot of people out there, including myself, we don't like to wait. Waiting is not something that we do well. And uh, the answer is on the way, or the answer is just around the corner. But because of our impatience, we tend to run ahead of God. You know, and um, then we miss out sometimes. So, but the Bible tells us, if we go back to it, it says, trust in the Lord with all, it didn't say some, with all of your heart. And lean not onto your own understanding, but, there's a but, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So remember again, he said in his word, I promise never to leave you, never to forsake you. So all we have to do is just be obedient to him, be obedient to his word, following his footsteps. And when you don't understand, speak to him like how I'm speaking to you now. Say, God, I'm having a, a trust issue here. Speak to me and guess what? He will speak to you. Because he promised never to leave you, never to forsake you. So let us wait and let us be patient that God is going to see us through. Amen. You have just quoted one of my all-time favorite Bible passages, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. What would you say would surprise most persons about you? You come across so friendly and energetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I love rap. And I never knew I, I had that in me until I don't sing it, but I love it. 
I know this of late, I've been listening to a lot of Christian rap and it, it makes sense, you know what I mean? And I, I just love the beat. I love the energy. And people are like, one of my church younger folks said, wait, I put it on my status. And she go, wait, I never know you interrupt. I say, girl, I don't know where I picked this up from, but I just love to see the young people with their energy and their rapping. And it just, it just makes me alive. So, you know, why? Hey, God knows all things. And continuing along that lighter side, you know, sometimes we don't think about God as having that sense of humor. Has God ever, let's say, surprising teacher with that just had you cracking up or just rolling over laughter? I am pretty sure he has, you know, but as I was pondering that question, I can't recall of anything right now that has made me floored where God is concerned. And I don't want to lie on him or anything, but before this interview is over, if it comes back to me, for sure, I will tell you about it. But I'm pretty sure there have been things and times in my life that, you know, I have smiled and said, look at God. I can remember saying that, but I can't remember a particular instant. I'm going to touch a little about, um, you know, relating our lives to Bible characters. So like for me, when I read the story of Joseph, I don't usually cry per se. <laughs> mm-hmm. But when I read his story, you know, it always have me weeping. And why maybe there are some things about his story that I find synonymous with my life. Is there any Bible character that you could say this person, his life or her life is somewhat parallel to yours? Yes, indeed. There's so much, but I'm going to pick one particular person, Esther. And the reason why I said Esther, um, you know, the story of Queen Esther, how she came to be and what she did. And she quoted the statement, if I perish, let me perish, but I must see the king. The character of Esther that um, helped help me to say, this is a person that um, my life emulates. Submitted to God, one, Esther had wisdom. Esther never abused her authority. Esther loved God. Esther faith was strong. Esther displayed courage. Esther showed humility. Esther had patience. I think that speaks to my life. And uh, I love to pray. And uh, when I think of what Esther did to save the Jewish people, she called a three-day fast. I love to fast. I love to pray. I do have a group called the Shepherd's Heart. And in order to have a Shepherd's Heart, you're leading God's people. It's a prayer group. And uh, every second Wednesday, And the fourth Wednesday, we have fasting as if we're actually in a church setting, but we do it online. And I'm leading God's people. So I have to have patience. I have to have faith. And I cannot use the gifts and the talent that God has given me to hover over anyone, but to lead them to Christ. So if that answers your question, Esther is my all-time person that I would say, when I think about what she has done and how she has called a fast, 
and how she has gone in front of the king. The king could have killed her, but she said, if I perish, let me perish, but I must see the king. Queen Esther. So we could now say Queen Denise. <laughs> nice. Queen Osama. <laughs> in a conversation, you know, in a conversation with someone and Earlier, I believe you were driving at that when I asked about why theology. But in a conversation with someone who has never heard about God, what would you tell this person about God from your own experience? Or to make it simpler, who is God to Denise? God is my everything. Where would I have been without God? If he didn't send his son into this world to die for me, I see the pastor's truth on the road. I would say, there goes I, but the blood of Jesus Christ. I see that beggar, that person eating out of the garbage bin. I say, there goes I, but because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I am saved. I am delivered. I am set free. So God is my everything. He woke me up in the morning. He clothed me in my right mind. I am grateful. I drive an hour to work every day. And the amount of cars that are passing me on the highway, speeding, doing that, accidents and all that. And he has preserved me every day. He is my everything. So all I want to implore someone who has probably never heard of Christ or have heard and has been turning a blind eye, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Come. He's telling you to come. Lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset you and run this race with patience. He said he will be with you if you only trust him. Amen. It's all about getting that first experience with God. Yes. Amen. Magical. What is one thing you feel that God is inviting you to do right now? So if you could start a ministry or, you know, maybe to improve your current ministry, what would that be? And also, you know, who else additionally would that ministry serve? It's, it's ironic that you ask. About uh, two months ago, I had a, a Zoom platform meeting. It was about three hours long. And I felt in my spirit that the Lord has been calling me to launch a foundation and the foundation will be called a shepherd's heart. Same as the prayer group, but this will target. So my avatar will be the people in India, which have been serving now for over two years. I was supposed to go down in um, 2020 for a, a mission along with some of people from the group, but because of the, the pandemic, we were unable to make that trip. And then, of course, you hear of all that is happening in India now with people dying left, right, and center from this virus. But my foundation not only is for India, it's for single mothers and single fathers to give to them. So from time to time, I have people in St. Lucia that have helped, people in Jamaica that have helped, people in even America that have helped and send funds from my own pocket to send the kids to school something so I feel that God is calling me into 
that ministry a foundation to feed the less fortunate. Not only that, but to spread the gospel of love, peace, happiness, tranquility, all the words you can think of that wraps up in one, that there is hope. And God has set his people out there to help. And I want to be one of those helpers, not looking back for anything in return, because I know God is my helper. If he has made a way for me to do it, he will take me to it and through it. Amen. The scripture says it is more blessed to give than to receive. You did mention the shepherd's heart ministry. Could you just shed a little extra light as to what you and your friends or your other ministers do in this group? Yes. Okay, so um, 2018, September, I started up this group. We were a part of a prayer group. When I say we, my cousin, Pastor Myers, and another lady, Sister Steele, was in this prayer group. And we got kicked out of the prayer group because I guess I was a bit verbal because the leader said something that was out of character. And she said it openly. So I kind of rebuked her openly. So she kicked us off. And we love to pray so much. And, uh, you know, spread. We send the voice notes all over the world, you know. And um, my cousin said to me, why don't you start up a group? So I started up a group and he was giving me some names, but he had had a conference a year before and he used a shepherd's heart. You know, a man of God, a woman of God must have a shepherd's heart. So it came back to me and I gave it that name, a shepherd's heart. So what we do is we pray for the needs of people. We pray for financial, you know, blessings. We pray for pastors, bishop. We pray for our world, our government. We pray even for this pandemic. We pray that God will give us direction. You know what I mean? And I have so far 32 people that is on the line. We've had people come and people go, you know, and we still pray for them, even though they have vacated the line, because that's what we're called to do, to pray and to encourage. And one of these days, I would like you to have an interview with Pastor Myers. He's such a fascinated guy. He loves the Lord. He knows the word and he just encourages us every day to just press towards the mark of the higher calling, which is in Christ Jesus. So I am, I am elated to be the leader of that group. And, you know, I love to spread the prayers around to let people know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is all we need to do to encourage others to continue in the faith and to encourage others to trust in God. I'm going to jump back a little into your music. I have asked you so many questions, but listeners may want to get in touch with you. They may want to find your music. So how can they do that? You know, what steps do they need to get started in terms of making contact with Denise Myers Ozama and being able to listen to her music? Well, I am on YouTube. Um, there, my music is there on YouTube. Um, it's been placed there by, um, CD baby. I do have, um, my music also is at CD baby, iTunes, Amazon, all of these platforms, it's been placed there. So if someone wants to buy it or they want to bootleg it or anything like that, not promoting that, but (laughs) it is there. (laughs) 
It is there for anyone to listen and to share it all around. And um, also they can contact me via my email, which is my name, Denise Myers, D-E-N-I-S-E-M-Y-E-R-S at hotmail.ca, hotmail.ca. So Denise Myers, D-E-N-I-S-E-M-Y-E-R-S at hotmail.ca. You can find me there. <laughs> All right, you, you, are, you have me cracking up with laughter. <laughs> Denise is saying her music is free to use, so you don't have to worry about anything. Just go out, listen, enjoy. If you want to download that's all she's <laughs> saying. <laughs> Let me ask this question to wrap. What is the easiest and also on the flip side, the hardest thing about being a Christian? So if you could answer on both counts or on one count, feel free to do so. Easiest and the most difficult thing about being a Christian. Um, okay, so the easiest thing is we have a roadmap. I spoke about that before. The easiest thing. So if I am giving you a direction and I'm not giving you a proper direction on how to get to a place that you need to be, you're going to get lost. So Almighty God thought about this long before we were even born. When we were in our mother's womb, he said, let me give them my word and my word will help them as they trust and obey my word. It will be easy. Not saying that everything is going to be easy because we have to go through trials and tribulations. We have to go through all of this. No cross, no crown, right? But it's made easy because we have a guideline. And uh, the hardest thing is, is when we disobey. <laughs> when we disobey, if we follow what God says, all will be well. And even if it is not well, he will carry you through until the end because not everything comes to stay. Even though the government is trying to prolong this pandemic and you know this virus thing, it's not come to stay. It's going to go one day. Understand? So... To make it easy on yourself, just follow the guidelines. I said, read the word, pray, seek my face, praise and worship, honor him, give him all. <laughs> and that is easy. But the time you stop and the day you stop, it becomes a weight upon your shoulder when you don't have to have that weight because Christ carried it long time ago on the cross of Calvary. The church does say, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, one thing I would like to say or, you know, read for my audience, a, a little, a little of theology, not big on it because I just started, you know, I'm in school now. I've done my first semester waiting for my first exam. But um, this is one of my favorite scripture, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And to sum it up, verse three to seven, encourages Timothy to be brave in the face of hardship. Paul reminds Timothy that he is being prayed for and that he 
comes from a family of strong faith. Paul also reassures Timothy that they are both in service of the same God who gave them a spirit of power and of love and self-control. To top it all off, Paul introduced himself, then recap Timothy's part to be becoming a minister. He reminds Timothy of how his family brought him up in the faith and then how Timothy serves faithfully with Paul in the past. Paul then focuses on two primary ideas. First, that Timothy's background is in the faith should give him the courage to stand fast against hard times. Second, that Timothy should use that courage to defend the truth of the gospel message. Paul will use these points an example as the foundation of the rest of the letter. So as you read Timothy, this is what you will find. God wants us to have self-control. He has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but he has given us love. He's given us power and a sound mind. So control yourself, rest in the Lord, have faith in God, have hope in God, and he will see you through. I have many other scriptures that I am fascinated with and love. One of the next one is um, Psalms 34. I love that scripture. I've memorized it. I sat under the tree, coconut tree in Jamaica, and I'd read what the Bible says in, in Psalms 34. I would bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fear. There is hope in Jesus. There is hope in the word. God is hope and in him we move, we live and we have our being. That is what I want to leave with you guys today, that God is your everything, if you allow it to be. Indeed, God can be our everything if we allow him to be. My guest today has been Denise Myers Ozama. She serves as Dispatch Coordinator Lead Hand at HD Supply. She's also an international gospel singer and songwriter, as well as a theology student pursuing studies in Christian counseling and chaplaincy. Denise, I know you just gave us a mouthful of advice, but just before you go, as is customary, do you have any parting words for our listeners? Yes. In Psalms 138, 78, from the Amplified Bible, this is what it says. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will receive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will serve me. The Lord will accomplish that which concerns me. Your unwavering, your loving kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your own hand. Isn't that amazing? The scripture is saying, don't abandon me, God. I am here as your humble servant. If you humble yourself under the almighty hand of Jesus Christ, he will see you through. And as I've used the word before, he will vindicate for you. He will stand up for your help. 
because your help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which make heaven and earth. I love to pray. So before I go and before this interview is over, I want to pray for you for two, three minutes. I won't take long. You know, prayer works. And if you get down on your knees, lay on your back, lay on your side, whatever posture, if you're sincere and you're not saved, God will hear you. If you're willing to submit your way and your journey to Almighty God, he will see you through. So let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just want to thank you for this opportunity, the upward way with Marlon. Lord, I give him to you. I thank you, Lord, that he has seen it fit, oh God, to give me this interview on today. But Father, there might be someone out there that is listening, that needs a touch, that needs to surrender their lives over to you. Father, I pray for them today. I pray, God, that they will find it easy to say yes to your will. Yes to your way, Lord God. Father, because there is life and hope in you, Jesus. The songwriter said, all my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday is gone. All my sins have been forgiven. I am not the same. I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Father, wash your people, save your people, those that are sick and afflicted and need a touch, oh God. I pray for them. I pray for their healing, oh God, because you said by your stripes, we are healed. We are delivered and we are set free. So Lord, help us to walk in faith and victory. By the hands of the Almighty, I've been set free, being delivered, made complete. Now I'm walking in victory. Help them to walk in faith and in victory as you see them through. Bless Marlon and his family once more. Oh God, as he continue his journey, in Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You have been in tuned to The Upward Way. Do join us again next week as we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. You can subscribe to weekly episodes on Apple, Spotify, Listen Notes, or you can go to the Play Store and download the AWR app. Until then, I'm Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you.
You've been listening to the Upward Way podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.